The Jericho Network on Westwood One. This is One on One with Mitch LaFond, the podcast where the rockers talk, part of the Talking Metal Digital Podcasting Network. Now, here's your host, Mitch LaFond. Welcome to One on One with Miss LaFond. Joining me on this episode, it is Athena. Some may know her as Athena Lee, sister to Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee, or Athena Kotak former wife of former Scorpions drummer James Kotak. We talk about that, her show Rock Wives, Femme Fatale, and a lot more. And now, this. Hello, this is Simone from Epica, and you're listening to One-on-One with Mitch Lafon. Rock on. Thank you, Simone. And before checking out my interview with Athena, please check me out on Twitter at Mitch Lafon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N. Facebook is one-on-one Mitch Lafon and paypal.me forward slash Mitch Lafon should you care to support the podcast. And with that, here is the one, the only, Athena. We are speaking with Athena, uh, also known to some as Athena Lee, but now just Athena. A pleasure to speak with you. Good to speak with you too. Finally. Finally. We've, uh, we have been trying <laughs> to do this for, I-, I would think, actually about a year. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes, and it was uh, it was your ex husband James who was kind enough to to put us in contact and get this going. So, uh, props to that to him, and uh, there you go. But uh, yeah, very cool. Very cool. So a lot, a lot to talk about. So let's start off with ex wives of rock. It, it has sort of a Canadian connection to it. We've done three seasons of it. Where are we in terms of? more seasons, and, and then we'll start going backwards and looking at uh, what came before. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, it's done. There are no more seasons. Okay. There, they, that was a Canadian production, and Tricon, uh, Shaw Media, and Slice TV had the show. And I'm, I think this is, you know, nobody really tells you what's going on. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, I guess, private talk between the networks. But as far as I know, you know, we're from the U S all of us. And they, I kind of think they just did it for fun for one season. And then when it started to, you know, people started to like it, I don't think they expected it to last as long as it even did. So at some point it became an issue between, um, money, Canadian taxes and American. Right. And the Canadian dollar I don't, I in can't, that time. I don't know how to explain it well, but I do know that like for every one for every one US dollar, they had to spend 3 Canadian. So, if you if they were paying us a certain amount, they would have to hire Canadian. I don't know. I can't really explain it, but that's basically what I was told that it was just a money thing and it's just we just can't continue anymore. So so yeah, and that you know that a lot of um fans don't realize that when you know when a, when a band is not making a new album or or a show like that disappears they think oh it's the people on the show or oh it's the record but but there's a lot of um, you know business that goes on behind the scenes that makes it difficult and the canadian dollar dropping from you know one dollar was worth one dollar to one dollar being worth 64 cents well suddenly right you know it became 40% more expensive to keep you guys on the air. But let's talk about that experience. When, exactly. When they came to you and said, we're going to stick you in a room with Sharice and Bobby and, and, and Sue. Um, <laughs> right. 
did you did you jump on that right away or was that sort of like okay well well let me think about this and and once the decision was made or sort of what compelled you to go yeah i want to put myself through this um i had nothing better going on <laughs> i'm i'm seriously i'm joking but i had just uh just filed for divorce and Lorraine, who's also the singer in, in my Femme. band, Femme Fatale, right. she w- created this show along with her friend, uh, Lisa Brucker. And they had this show, and I didn't even really know about it I, I, because I didn't, we, I mean, we hung out band-wise, but not about, about the show. So one day when I got divorced, she just asked me if I wanted to be on the show. And it was a total surprise for me. They actually had somebody else at the time and the other person didn't work out, so I came in at, at the right time and um, just went for it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know I wasn't even really into watching reality shows or or anything kind of like that. I was just at a weird point in my life, and I just kind of was ready to do something weird, you know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and well, it's sort of an adventure. But so, what, you know, when we're watching the show, we see a lot of the, the drama and, and, and the arguing and the, the, the you know, the, the, the stuff going on. The drama. The drama, <laughs> right? To, 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 be, to put it politely, right? How much of that is scripted and how much of that is absolutely authentic? 100%. Okay, that was my deal with them in the beginning. Because I said, if I'm going to do a reality show, it's it's not going to be a joke. It's going to have to be real. And they said, okay, this show, just so you know, is 100% real. And I, at first, I was kind of thinking, like, well, how how can we have that much, like, you know? Anyway, I mean, I mean, you you literally could have, right? Yeah, they everything on there was real. The only thing that they that they did do with us is because a couple of us are kind of spazzy. So when we were filming at certain points they would have to take us back to something and tell us to focus because it would have to make sense to the viewer. So whatever issues are on there are real. But even though if we were past them or over them, they would say, okay, well we're gonna have to come back and talk about this so it makes sense to people. And that was it. But as far as scripts, none. As far as issues, none. That stuff really happened. I mean, I was actually nervous that, like, well, what are, nobody's going to want to watch us. What are, we don't have anything, you know, we're not that weird. But then after a, a while of doing the show and all the stuff that went on, it made me realize how crazy stuff was. <laughs> when I would watch it back, I go, yeah, this isn't normal. This is all crazy shit. Like, we, so... Yeah, it makes you, it's w- weird to watch yourself go through things. Through it really is. Can I can I just imagine if the show had not ended like that, where you just sort of all sat around and just drank tea all day and go, well, we really don't hate each other, so uh, what are we going to do today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Having, having gone through that drama and having had those exchanges and having seen yourself, what do you take out of it? I mean, do... do was it somewhat cathartic or somewhat, you know, like, like being on a, on a, on a psychiatrist couch and going, okay, I've learned something and I can move on. Or do you just sort of shudder and go, Oh my God, <laughs> what is this? No, thing? for me, 
for me, it was super therapeutic because I didn't, I spent most of my life not telling anybody things that were wrong. I just kept them to myself because I always thought in my head, nobody wants to hear your, your funk, you know, you just, they, everybody has their own problems. Just keep yours to yourself. But the show actually made me talk about it. So, um, that was really good for me because that's one thing I never depended on friends for. I had my friends and I, our relationships were tight, but they, it was all fun stuff. Like, let's go out party. Let's go do this. Let's get, go do that. We never really sat around and talked like we did on, like we did on the show because we were forced to. And believe it or not, that changed my life um, just completely. So those, because now I'll talk, I'll talk to people about things instead of keep it inside and then go flip out and wreck myself. That that used to be the way I did things. I just keep everything to myself, and that wasn't going to work. I mean, there was a couple times we were filming, and the, and they were like, you know, they would have to seriously sit with me and get me to talk about certain things because I didn't want to. Because I always have in the back of my mind, I don't want to embarrass somebody else or embarrass my kids, or embarrass, you know. Right, so, so so coming out of this, then, it certainly was a positive experience. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I also got to see back a few things that, you know how sometimes you do things and you don't, you just do them because that's the way you are, that's right. your nature, right. and then you don't see how it affects other people. Right. Like, not everybody is a smartass, and not everybody handles dark humor. Not everybody, you know, I learned, you know, like, I can make a comment, because mostly the friends that I hang out with are, they're, you know, you hang out with people just like you. But so, sometimes you can say to some something to someone, and it will destroy them. You can say the same thing to somebody else, and they'll laugh, you know? So it just kind of made me more aware of my mouth, too, right. <laughs> you know, trying to get a little filter there. And also know, you know, see the signs in people. Like when you say something and you know that it's that it's affected them, they can stop and say, "Hey, you know, that's not what I meant," or whatever. Um, is there? Yeah. Would you consider doing another reality show, or was this experience sort of like, okay, it's enough? Let me move on to to Fam Fatale and, and concentrate on on making music again. Um, I would do it in a heartbeat. Okay. It was that much fun, but only it would have to be with people that I enjoy. Cause I'm not like, you know, I can't, I can't even sit and watch these shows that just argue all day. I can't watch it. I, life is hard enough. It would have to be something fun, cool and interesting or new or, and fresh. But for me, just to, to film a bunch of people sitting around drinking and arguing, I just don't get it. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have shows like that out there, but like, you know, like, no, Canadian shows, we, shows uh, that, we don't argue yeah, on you Canadian guys don't shows. don't do that. No, we, we, we sit and apologize on our shows. We'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need to come do a Canadian show then, live yeah. there and do, but I just did. I just filmed a, um, there's a new show coming out on Bravo called, um, Timber Creek Lodge. Right. Have, have you heard about that? I have not. I'm I'm not a, a a big Bravo watcher, but I'm going to certainly check that one out. What is what does that show entail? It's um it's not it's not about me. It has nothing to to do with me. It, there's it it was at, at one point like a few years ago. It's 
it was taken from that show, Opera Ski. But they got a crazier cast and a crazier show. And it's a ski lodge. And they have, you know, guests come and visit. And they film. And this we had an insane time. It's filmed in Whistler, Canada. Oh, that's a, that is a, an absolutely gorgeous place to be. Oh, it was crazy. I couldn't even believe where I was. Like, I, I, was, I was that person that was getting mad at people for being on their phones the whole time because we don't get we don't get to see that i mean we get to see it traveling but just to wake up to that every day just blew my mind and everybody in the house cool and funny and and you'll see them and get to know them on the show they're just great people yeah that's that's so we and i did it with the girls from from ex-wives of rock so it was pretty fun oh, so you, so you you maintained friendships then you didn't they're not like four ex-castmates now they're they're, they're people you're, you're still going to talk to them Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> you yeah, never know that, sometimes. The Timber, the Timber Creek Lodge, that is, that's not our show. We were just, we just guested on one episode. Okay. But it's, it was pretty super fun. Oh, I'm going to look for that. Um, Femme Fatale, let, let's, let's move on to, to music. You, you know, I, uh, okay. I, I first heard of you in terms of doing musical stuff with Crunk, which, which later became the band Kotak, but now you're doing Femme Fatale um, yes. with, with Lorraine. Uh, uh, talk to me about sort of what the band's goals are. Is it just sort of to play, you know, the M3 Festival and the Monster Rock Cruise here and there and do that kind of stuff? Or is it really to get a unit going and let's get into the studio and let's make new music? What is sort of the vision of the band at this point? Well, Lorraine just re-released, uh, not re-released, uh, uh, years back with the original band members. Band, right. One they, more for the road. They rec- correct. And right. that just came out. So as far as right now, there are, I don't know of any plans to record. I do know... That there's talks of us, you know, possibly come, going out with Vince Neil, and maybe another cruise and M3 and all that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, everybody just kind of has other things that they're doing as well. So it, it's it's definitely not our full time um, focus, but it's our funnest. Everybody, everybody there loves it. The girls are super talented, super cool, and it's kind of just. It is, you know, it is what it is. It's my favorite thing to do, but unfortunately, I don't get to do it enough, and and neither do the rest of the girls. Like a couple of our girls, they're also in other bands. Right, Nita Strauss, tour. of course. So, yeah, she's in Alice Cooper. Um, Courtney and and uh, Nikki, they're both in the Iron Maidens, and yep. they tour a lot. So we couldn't even we could, even if we wanted to do full tours, it'd be pretty hard to. To schedule, uh, you know, we 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 mentioned Nita. She is an incredible, incredible talent, and and as are every, everybody She's else. She's awesome. But uh, what what does she bring to the band? Because I, I, you know, when in Alice Cooper, she's just the perfect, perfect fit. She she brings that energy. She she plays up yeah. against the guys. Like so, <laughs> you got a guy girl thing going on. It's yeah, yeah. What's yeah, that well, like? she hasn't played with us in probably a year because she's she's touring big time with Alice. He's 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 constantly touring, so she hasn't been able to play with us in about a year. So we have the the Courtney and Nikki, who are amazing, and they're both in the Iron Maidens together. They're, they're our two guitar players. 
So, so yeah, and, yeah. And by the way, the Iron Maidens um, do an incredible uh, maiden tribute. I mean, that that is just a, yeah. It, it is unbelievable how talented uh, they are. Um, so, so then you know you might do this tour with Vince Neil. Would you personally like to make an album with this lineup? I would. I would love to. Right. It's just I. I can't. I can't explain really what what's going on for me because um i hope this doesn't sound bad because it i don't want it to be taken out of context but um i feel like i've just been playing music for so long that i'm having a lot of other interests because for me it's it's not enough for me the the like doing the the festival here and there or the tour here and there or the you know what I mean like I I'm kind of like all or nothing and so so for this this is for me I god I really really hope this doesn't sound bad it's not a hobby it's uh it's a love but I'm gonna be working on other things too like I had such a good time working on the tv show that I'm I'm super into to working in TV now. I mean, I, I, even when I wasn't filming, I was there just to watch the production end of it. And, uh, and so I don't know, I guess I'm saying I'm not, I don't really have any plans to do anything musically besides just kind of do some shows with Femme Fatale. Every so often. Um, well, let's talk yeah, about, cause I've just been doing it for so long and just not, it's, just not, a, I'm not an, at a point where I could, if I, if I had a tour, trust me, it would be amazing and I would keep going and I wouldn't stop. But, but because we don't tour like that, then it leaves time for me to do other things too. And so let's talk about some of those other things. Uh, let's start off first of all with uh, the website, the uh, Aphrodite's by Athena.com where you, where there's, you know, there's uh, candles for sale and other things. Is that just sort of a um, small business, or is that some kind of enterprise that you would like to grow into something more? I would love to grow it. That started. It started out um, fun for me because I couldn't get certain candles that I wanted, and especially travel size. Because at, at one point I was touring and going to Europe and that's back when people could still smoke in the rooms and, and all that. And I just wanted to bring certain things with me and couldn't. So I started making them myself. And what ended up happening is people liked them. I would give them to people for gifts and things like that. And then eventually I went to a candle company and just said, let's do this. Let's start making them. And then I, I opened up the website and then got into a few stores in LA. And then also I have a couple of vendors in Canada, but definitely, definitely would love to grow it. I would love to have it in some, some chain stores and, you know, retail stores and especially Australia, because people from Australia are always trying to get the candles and there's nowhere there for, for them to get them. And and so where do we go from here in terms of, of expanding the business? You know, are, are, are you, actively seeking partners are you are you just hoping that the web sales rocket skyrocket by themselves what's the sort of plan to and it, would candles be the only thing do you want to get into you know perfumes and scents and shoes and pants and 
is there a long-term game plan? No, not really. I'm okay. just I'm all, I'm all about the candles, and I'm and I am talking to distributors. Okay. So hopefully something will come through. Oh, that'll be so, uh, That'll be great. And yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I'm not looking to make a million off of the candles. It's fun for me. I enjoy it and make a cool living from it. But you know, I'm just I just. I don't know. I'm just kind of having fun. There's so many changes going on right now that I don't really have a focus. I guess, you know what I think I should say? I'm kind of riding this weird wave and seeing where it takes me. Well, okay. So the, do you have any, any idea where it might take you? I mean, do you, do you think that there's uh, feature films in the future? Is there joining another band in the future? Is there just doing the, the, the speaking appearances? What is sort of you know we're we're October now. What's sort of like yeah? What's two thousand October two thousand sixteen? What's like January first two thousand seventeen looking like kind of thing? Um, I think honestly, I think I'm just gonna start focusing on working in television. That that would be great. And yeah, uh, it's I mean I actually enjoy it. I like the people. I like you know they're spunky and and cool and creative and I'm just, you know, it, I actually love being there. It's one of those things where I don't look at my watch and see how long I've been there. Uh, you know, it's just, um, it's interesting for me. So anything that keeps my interest and, and is exciting for me, I'm just going to just keep going for it. Yeah, and We'll is- see what happens. I mean, no, nobody can, nobody will know what happens, but. I'm, you know, I hope it works out because it's something that I enjoy. And isn't that the greatest feeling to to be in a in a job that you just you're not punching in and punching out? I mean, I know when I do these rock interviews and stuff, I just love this so much that I'm not like, well, you know, Athena, at four thirty, I got to cut out because my shift is like I don't do that. And there's such a magic right? in have right, you know, it's great. That's that's amazing. I mean, right now this is so fun, people. People think I'm I'm nuts, but there right now there's a huge um, Halloween haunted hayride out here, and I've been working there as a monster, just because it's fun. Yeah, I mean, and- it's, you know, it's not it's not like it's just fun, and it's I'm into Halloween, and you know we're in LA where it's 90 degrees every single day, so it kind of gets me into that that Halloween vibe, and it's fun, and you know all the all, all the people there, most of them are actors, and it's just a blast. You just hang out and scare people, and you get to play a character, and it's just, it's amazing. And, and that, So that, that's what I'm saying. Who would have thought uh, even a month ago that I would be doing a haunted house? I'm just kind of like whatever comes along and it sounds fun, I, I go for it. Yeah, and that's you so, know, so we much have, better. We have our scheduled femme shows. I don't book anything, or, you know that crosses them, but I do other things too. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get that show up to Canada as well, get a few fan fatale shows up here. Um, just before we leave. That would be awesome. We've been trying to get there for so long. I, I honestly don't know what the problem is. Well, uh, it could just be the bookers are talking to the wrong clubs, but uh, I'll send you a couple of names and we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. It's always It's always workable. That would be cool. Yeah, okay. I love Canada so much. You don't even know. I have a maple leaf on my maple leaf tattoo that I got in Toronto. It's probably I have every time I go there, I have so much fun and people are just nice. 
genuinely nice people. No, Canada is a very laid back country. I mean, we usually go top one with Denmark as nicest place in the world to live, which, you know, I agree with. It's a fun place. It's a, it's a calm place. Um, before we wrap yeah. up, because I can see that we're, we're running past the 20-minute mark here. Before we wrap up, uh, let me just ask you one question about your brother, Tommy. He, he, he rode... Uh -oh. Well, <laughs> no, no, it's going to be a good one. It's, it's, I'm not looking for dirt here. Okay. I'm not doing the dirt okay. thing. But he, um, you know, he <laughs> rode Motley Crue for over 30 years, uh, and they, they, they ended it. You know, they had the, the end tour. Looking yeah. back on that and, and looking back on what your brother achieved, um, you know, how was that for you? Obviously, it is a great sense of pride, but um, how was sort of that whole experience for you of, hey, that's my brother doing that, and he did it for 30 years. You don't do that in rock very often. Um, just sort of, you know, what would his sister, as you are, think of what he, what he went through? Um, for me, people, there was always like a, a few people, not people that know me never questioned it, but people that don't would think like, God, isn't there some kind of weird jealousy or weird kind of anything between, between you guys? I go, are you joking me? I'm so proud of him. I mean, every, I, uh, I was there with my kids at the last show, uh, with New Year's Eve and right. I was like crying because it was just a it's I mean who does that right I mean it must have been it's a beautiful not thing that many right people do that yes and it was amazing and you know and he went out they he was happy about it you know and now he gets to do other things as well so you know I don't want to speak for him but for me I was just super proud and and still am that's just something that not everybody gets a chance to do. No, and, 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 you know, there's a lot of... Make history. That doesn't suck. Pardon me? Making history. That doesn't suck. No, it doesn't. And, and you know, you look back historically, there just aren't that many bands that had 40-year careers. You look at the Beatles that everybody said, they only played for 11 years. You look at Elvis. And you, yeah. You know, and then you look at Kiss and Motley Crue and the Scorpions and... And those are exceptional track records to be able to go on that lawn to maintain an interest. And um, you did say that and it was, stay alive that long. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely. Not, not being mean, but it's not. It's not. Some people just. No. Yeah. Pretty and, pretty crazy. And 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 you did mention that the last show sort of brought a tear to your eye. Um, so I'll ask you the one tough question. Do you think they should have called it quits, or do you think, hey, man, just keep going? Just keep going. No, I think they absolutely 100% did the right thing. Okay. Right out on a high. Yeah. Don't, uh, okay, yeah. It's better yeah, to... Yeah, uh, don't just, just, I mean, there's something for, for me that I feel with, with bands who keep saying that they're going to retire, and then they don't. I feel like that's just, just from a fan standpoint, because I've, you know, I've heard like certain bands that somebody will just pay, like just work their ass off and save up to go to a show thinking it's the, the last time they're ever going to see them and just pay these ridiculous these ridiculous ticket prices. And then the next thing you know, they're back in, they're back next year, you know? Yeah. So it, it, that's not fair to the fans. They're not stupid, you know? And 
it, that kind of gets old. So I think, I think what they did was just like, if we say we're going to do this, let's do this. Yeah, and you know, so and you're right, and and there there is a long track history of of farewell tours. I mean, the Who retired in 1981, and yet they're still playing. Or in 1990, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne retired I mean, in '93. You're gonna do you know. that? Do it, right? And, and, and nobody and, says you have to end your career, but if you say as a whole that you're not going to play anymore, don't go do your solo thing or what you're going to do. But just stop, you know. Yeah, and it's. Uh, it it almost ends up looking like a, a a money scam, you know. Right, it does. And I probably shouldn't say that, but I this I that's how I would feel as a as a ticket buyer. If I was like, "Are you kidding me? I just paid two thousand dollars because I never thought I'd see you again," and then whoop, there you are. Well, I, you know, I'll have to agree with you. I'm not going to name band names because I don't want to get into that. But there are certain. Yeah, bands... me neither. I, it's. There's there, plenty of them. There, but there's a couple of them that have announced farewell tours, and you thought, okay, this is the last time I'm ever going to see them. And mm-hmm. and it seemed, when you look back on it now, I think that was just a marketing ploy. They fucking got me. They 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 marketed me into this nonsense. And then there are other bands. You know, like you look at Ozzy, for example. And I'm sorry, he retired because he, yeah. had, he had hurt his leg and this and that. And then, yeah. and then he came back and said, "Yeah, well, you know, it turns out I'm not ready." And so, to me, that was legitimate. Like sometimes that's you, cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Ozzy's wasn't a real retirement. I think there was an injury, and he thought, and and then, but there are, yeah. So uh, there are some I can accept, and there are others yeah. that, mm, yeah. Yeah, but, there's a major difference. There really is, but uh, there you go. I just always think about the the people that you know that pay the, those prices for tickets there that's always in my mind yeah yeah and the and the meet and greets now <laughs> where they just charge you these you know two thousand three thousand five thousand it's like holy christ and then hey, yeah here we are next month we're back sorry we were just kidding um you know yeah uh you know um and then yeah. uh, we'll finish on this just um as things were happening for your brother when he was, you know, nineteen, twenty, and it started to go, um, how was that for you in terms of, hey man, my, you know, my brother's going to be on Circus Magazine and he's going to be on the tour with Ozzy, and he, like, how was that experience of just watching this kid that was, you know, that you would beat up <clears throat> in your basement now is becoming <laughs> this major thing. <laughs> I didn't even really care about that, believe it or not. I was okay. more mad that he left me. Okay. It, it, <laughs> to, to go to tour. Really? He, so, no, he was, yeah, he was still in, I was still in high school. And so was he. He just, he kind of left straight out of high school. And I was like, okay, now, now what do I do? I'm here by myself. So, yeah, I was more worried about that. I mean, I thought it was cool. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was cool what was going on, but. I was just, I just was, I just missed him. Well, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting point to bring up. So, so in a sense, there was a loss that you don't have your baby brother or your, or your brother to, to say, Hey, uh, I'm not feeling good today. Or, Hey, let's go to the whatever McDonald's to get like, there was, there was more of a missing my brother kind of thing going on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's and I just, I just kind of, you know, I was, I, I was happy for him, sad for me, if that makes sense. 
Well, it totally does because th- there is a great sense of loss because, you know, he's, it's not like he's going to go work at, you know, the Dunkin' Donuts down the road and he's coming back home at 5 o'clock. He's gone for nine months and it's like, oh, no, well, all right. Right, and, <laughs> and you know, there was just, just the two of us in the house. So when he left, I was there by myself. So, yeah, it was, it was just very trippy, but I'll tell you what, it flew by. Yeah? I mean, some of this stuff I remember like it was yesterday. So, yeah, pretty crazy. And, and now with the tour being over, he can be there all the time for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? There you go. Uh, a, a great pleasure talking to you today. Um, Aphrodite's by Athena.com is where you can get the uh, candles and uh, yeah, all, the, all that other wonderful stuff. And, uh, you know, listen, I certainly hope that Femme Fatale makes it up to Canada. And I certainly hope that at some point the band with you in it can make some new music. Because, you know, new music, you know, makes the world go round. Yeah, I mean, I hope for the same things, but you know, I'm I'm one of six people to to get together to do that. So I feel like when it's time, it'll happen. When right. everybody, when it think the universe lines it up and we're all available at the same time and and ready to go, I think it will happen. Well, let's certainly hope that's sooner rather than later, because that would be great. Uh, thank you, Athena. Yeah, absolute well, pleasure. Thank you too, very much. And. Uh, I, lo- I look forward to it, to seeing you in person, especially if it's at a uh, rock club in Canada. Oh, that would be so awesome. Like, one of my favorite places ever, and we still haven't played there. Yeah, so there we you go. We need to do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, yeah. S- I'll send you a couple of numbers, and we'll see what we can do. Ah, okay, awesome. Thank you. Great pleasure. All right. Me, same here. Bye-bye Bye. now. And there you have it, folks, my interview with Fam Fatale drummer Athena. I certainly hope that you enjoyed that. Please check me out on Twitter at Mitch Lafon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N, one-on-one Mitch Lafon on Facebook, and paypal.me forward slash Mitch Lafon should you care to support the podcast. And with that, I bid you a fond farewell. Bye for now. Oh, my. <laughs>